Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Praise the Lord. We are so excited to be here. We are. We are so excited to be here. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. All we need is two or three, right? That's right. We're two or three are gathered. And we are going to praise in the new year. We're going to start today. We're going to praise all day long. Maybe not here, but while we're home. That's right. Walking around, right. thinking of the things we're grateful for. Like that young man right there. Aww. He's the best hugger on earth. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about a new name in glory. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Woo.
understand and I've seen And nothing comes close I've never known a love like yours Jesus, your name
Hallelujah, Jesus, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Lord, you get all of our praise. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, church, let's give them all of our praise. Oh, oh Jesus. Oh, Jesus. You get all my praise, all my praise. Yes, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, come on, come on, let's praise him. Hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. 
such a good good father lord there's healing in your name there's healing in your name there's healing in your name you're such a good good father lord oh jesus jesus Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Such a good, good father, Jesus. 
Jesus. You're such a good, good father, Jesus. You're such a good, good father, Jesus. That's who you are. 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 give you all the glory and honor right now Jesus we praise your mighty name Lord Lord you're so good to us oh God you're so so good to us oh Lord uh, we thank you Lord for all things that you've already done Lord we thank you Lord for the things that are yet to come Lord Lord, right now in your name, Jesus, Lord, we're asking you to purify our hearts and our minds, oh God, Jesus. We just want to be righteous before you in all things that we do, God. Lord, we confess unto you right now, Jesus, Lord. There have been some things in our life, Lord, that aren't right, Lord. But it's you, God, that is faithful and just to make us purified before you, God. Lord, we want to be steady on your path, Jesus. We want to walk like you and talk like you and act like you in everything we do, Jesus. Change our minds and our hearts, Lord. Turn them to you, O oh God. Lord, right now in your name, Jesus, Lord, we ask you just touch all those that are ill right now, God. All those that need your healing, Lord Jesus. Touch my mother right now in your name, Jesus, Lord. Touch her entire body right now, Lord. More importantly, Lord, touch her faith, God. Speak to the things that's deep in her heart, Lord. Uplift her right now, Jesus. Uh, we bind fear and anxiety, Lord, right now. Encouragement only in her mind, Lord Jesus walking in your purpose, Lord, in all things that she does, Lord. Uplift her right now in your name, Jesus. We bind the devil right now, Lord. We bind the devil right now, Lord. By your stripes, Lord. By your stripes, Lord. Lord, right now in your name, Jesus, touch Seeky right now, God. Your healing be upon her right now, Jesus. Now, walking only in your faith, Lord. Uh, let her walk in your purpose, Jesus. We bind all pain, Lord, all suffering right now in your name, Jesus. Touch right now, Lord Jesus, Lord. Ayanna Gibbons, Lord, and Jeremiah Gibbons right now, Lord. Toby right now, Lord. Terrell, right now, in your name, Jesus, Lord. Alexis, right now, Lord. Healing, right now, in your name, Jesus. 
Come on, right now in your name, Jesus, Lord. We trust in you, Lord. Touch their life right now, Jesus. Oh, Lord, we give you glory and honor right now. Lord, we praise you right now. Lord, right now, thank you, Jesus. Oh, we believe right now, Jesus. Lord, touch them right now, God. Touch all those that are backslidden and lost, Lord. All those that are falling away right now, Jesus. Those that are choosing to do their own thing, Lord. Those that are choosing to walk their own way, God. Touch them right now, Jesus. Shake them to the foundation of their heart, Lord. Let them see you, God. You're the only thing that stands, Lord. Let them return back unto you, Jesus. Lord, we speak peace unto this place. We speak deliverance unto this place. Praise right now, Jesus. Come on, Lord. Prepare the ground, Lord. We're preparing the ground right now, Lord, for you to work a miracle, Lord. Our praise right now, Jesus, Lord. Our worship, Lord. We offer it up to you right now, Jesus. Lord, it's upon our faith, Lord, that we know our prayers are answered, Lord. We trust and we believe in you entirely. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we pray. We say amen. amen Hallelujah, amen. Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Can we take an offering right now? So this uh, past several days, um, I was reminded of a, a couple of passages of scripture, and I thought, "Wow, what a what a great contrast!" And um, the story that that, that um, came to mind is in Luke chapter seven, and it was talking about how Jesus was in Capernaum, and there was a centurion that had a sick servant. And he heard about Jesus, and he had sent some of the Jewish elders to go and talk to Jesus and say, hey, can you go and heal his servant? And he's deserving of it. He is, because he actually built a synagogue for us. And so I think he's worthy. And Yeshua said, you know what, yeah, I'll go and I'll heal. And as he was headed down that way, the centurion had people send to Jesus and say, you know what, I'm not even worthy if you should come to my house. But speak the word. Speak the word and my servant will be healed because I, I, I'm going to tell you something. Just like you, I'm a man under authority. I've got authority. I, I tell my servant to do this and to do this. I tell him to come and to come. I tell him to go, they go. So I know. And then here's the part. Here's the turn of phrase that, that I thought, wow. And the scripture said that, that Jesus marveled at his faith. It meant he admired it. He wondered, like, wow. And he says, 
And he, and he turned to the group, to the crowd, and he said, I've never seen faith like this. No, not in all of Israel. A centurion, a Roman. Contrast that with Mark chapter 6. You have Yeshua, Jesus, who's also teaching in his hometown, Galilee. And the naysayers and all the hecklers got around and talked about, who, who is he? He ain't nothing but Mary's baby. He, he, who would he think, think that he could do all this without authority? You know, that's my interpretation. You can read it for yourself. But then they heckled him. And the scripture said that he couldn't do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. But he, the scripture also said that he marveled at their unbelief. Wow. You are so offended by what I'm saying. It just said that they were offended by what he did and what he was saying and healing people. Who does he think he is, Mary's baby? Ain't he just a carpenter? His brothers and sisters right over there. Can you see the contrast? Can you see how faith operates? When you hear the word of God, don't be offended. <laughs> just hear the word of God and receive it. And understand that because of him, even though we're not worthy, he's made us worthy. Just like the centurion, he said, I'm not even worthy that, that you would come into my home. But he also knew this, that Lord, just speak a word. It's your word that gives the power. Amen, amen. There's a contrast. I want to be the type of person that will make God, like, I'm marveling, daughter, at your faith. I'm marveling, not at your unbelief. Amen. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. I'm singing glory to his name, righteous name, singing glory to, we love your name, oh, heir to my heart, what a blood applied, singing glory to his name, I'm singing glory to his name, righteous name, singing glory to we love your name, oh, heir to my heart, what a blood apply, singing glory to his name. Down at the cross where my Savior died, down where for cleansing from sin I cried, there to my heart was the blood Applied singing glory to oh, 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 oh church singing glory to his name, your blessed name, singing glory to we love your name. Oh, heir to my heart, the blood applied singing glory to. His, oh, 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 church singing glory to your righteous name, singing glory to we love your name, oh, heir to my heart, was the blood applied, singing glory to his name. Well, I want to tell you something, that forgiveness to me is, 
the greatest thing on earth. <clears throat> because when you're forgiven by God and you repent of your sins and you are forgiven, you're clean. And you're like a newborn. You get to start over again. <clears throat> and it doesn't matter if anybody else knows your sin. I mean, I have hidden sin. I would never tell you all what my sin was or is. I would never do that because it's shameful. But God knows. I can't hide it from him. <clears throat> he knows. He knew before. He knew at the time. He knows now. But he forgives me. And I'm clean. I see shine. You see hope. I see broken. But you see
Blessed are you who are downhearted, tired and weary, and in need of something more. Blessed are you who have had a tough year or season, perhaps filled with ups and downs, sorrow and sadness, misery and mistakes. You are not alone. Blessed are you whose dreams have been interrupted, stomped on, or perhaps just taking too long. There is a new thing right around the corner. Blessed are you who don't know what to believe or why you are here today. But despite that, you keep pushing forward. Blessed are you who are walking through seasons of prosperity and joy. Celebration and hope. For you have found something truly worthy of sharing. You see, sometimes life is just hard, but blessed are those who seek the Lord in the midst of that darkness. For there is hope, real tangible hope found in Him. So today, May you be reminded that you were created on purpose and for a purpose. May you know that God has big plans for you, plans to prosper you, and not to harm you. May you walk in truth and light so that no matter where you go, you will have a light onto your path. May you find rest free from anxiety. And may his love, which is never ending, and his grace, which is never failing, follow you wherever you may go. For he has come to make all things new. Glory to God. Praise God, everyone. Good to see everybody here this morning. You all look beautiful. Beautiful. I had a little joke I was going to tell about that, but I'm not going <laughs> to. Praise the Lord. Uh, anybody here for the first time? No. Praise the Lord. I want to thank God and Susie for that song. You know, see, th 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 this is what you call delayed gratification because about, oh, I don't know, once every three weeks, I want to call Susan and say, will you sing clean? 
<laughs> There's a funny story about that because one day I heard the woman who made the song singing it on the radio. So I was driving. I said, oh, man, this is Susie's song here. And I said, uh, I think I called or texted or something. She said, I sang that last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just want to say, she didn't sing it like this. Okay. <laughs> oh, I would have remembered. Praise God. Oh, praise the Lord. Okay, do we have young people to be dismissed? Little people? That's some big little people there. Look at that. <laughs> oh, they're tall. My, my. And here's one walking in right at the time he's cheering. <laughs> Glory to God. Good to see Brother Larry back. Larry, you in another country, right? You out of the country? No. <laughs> Just teasing. Man, I'm blessed today. That's a blessed day. I want to share something with you. Uh, um, this is the beginning of tonight's message. Uh, and I title it, Know and Walk. Know and walk. So if you're missing this message, you're missing the beginning. If you miss tonight, you're missing the end. If you miss both of them, uh, we pray for you. We're praying for you. Uh, I, I want to begin in 1 John 2, 1 John 2, verses 3 through 6. It says, and hereby we know that we know him, if we keep his commandments. Now, he, John, he's not talking about the Ten Commandments. He's talking about all the things that God asks us to do. All the things that we're supposed to do. So, so if we keep his commandments, he that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar. And the truth is not in him. If you say you know God and you don't keep his commandments, then the Bible says you're a liar and the truth is not in you. But whoso keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. He that saith he abideth in him, ought himself also to walk even as he walked. If you say you abide in him, you ought to walk even as he walked. The Bible said, when he said, do we know him? Uh, hereby do we know him. That word means... Uh, uh, um, uh, to know and and also means to allow to be aware of to feel have knowledge perceive to be resolved or you can speak on this to be sure understand uh, you understand the nature of God the Father especially the holy will and affection by which he aims to sanctify and redeem you in Christ through Christ, that, that you know him then. Uh, where know means to distinguish, to understand and experience. Have you experienced God? And, and then he says, uh, uh, if, we, if we say we abideth in him, you, you know what that is, to stay in a given place, a state or relation, uh, to continue or abide, endure, to be present. 
If you say you're present in God, if you remain in Him, you stay in that state of mind, that state of being that you're in Him, then you're abiding in Him. And when He talked about we ought to walk even as He walked, that walk is to tread all around, to walk at large, especially as proof of your ability to do so. And then it means to live or to deport oneself. This is how you act. Uh, to follow as a companion, to be occupied with. So when you're walking and see you occupied with it, are you walking about? Or uh, 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 another running definition that you could keep with you is this, to regulate one's life or to conduct oneself. Praise the Lord. So if you say you're in Christ, you ought to walk as he walked. If you, if you say you're in Christ, you ought to regulate your life and conduct yourself as he regulated his life and conducted himself. We ought to be doing what Christ did. We ought to be doing what Christ did. Loving, caring, teaching, ministering, helping, healing, doing always those things that please the Father. We ought to be doing what he did. That's if you say you know him. That's if you're abiding in him. If you say, no, I, I'm in Christ. Then you should be doing what he did. What he did. Glory to God. Uh, uh, Titus 1 and 16 uh, says this. They profess that they know God, but in works they deny him. Being abominable and disobedient. And unto every good work reprobate. And unto every good work, you're unapproved, you're rejected, worthless. That's to good works, a castaway. So, so <clears throat> the problem that, that uh, for some is they don't know uh, that they are denying God. See, that, that's where our ministering comes in. That's where our help comes in. Like there's some people that don't know that they're denying God. You didn't know that you were denying God. And they, they, you know, the, uh, uh, to deny God means to uh, contradict or disavow, to reject him, abdicate him. You, you know, so uh, uh, they contradict him with their words, with their behavior. They reject God when he speaks to them and tries to correct them. I'm not, I'm not changing. You know, every time God speaks to you about something and you push him off and say, oh, 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 God just got to have to work on me with that. You're rejecting him. You're denying him. We, we, we don't want to be in a situation where we're denying God because God says that's abominable. That, that's, that's disobedient. You, you're reprobate to every good work. You know, we want to be the people that are representing Christ. We want to, we want to, we want to uh, 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 be a part of the good work that God is doing. We are His good work. Praise the Lord. First uh, John one six and seven says, "If we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth." We say we have fellowship with God and we walk in darkness. And we walk in, you know, like a, like Tracy likes to say about Pastor Derek, he's shady. 
That's what that word darkness means, shadiness, obscurity, uncleanness. See, uh, um, uh, but if we walk in the light, he is in the light. We have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So, so you have an option here. You could either be walking in darkness. If you say you have fellowship, you walk in darkness, then you're not telling the truth. But if you walk in the light, then, oh, you, you got a great benefit. You have in fellowship with one another, and the blood of Christ cleanses you from all sin. From all sin. Praise God. Here's, here's, here's what, what God is talking to you about today. I want you to, to be doing as I did. It's time for you to now start living as I lived. Christian. Saints. Born again people. I want you to live like I live. You, you say you're in me? Then conduct your life as I did. You say you're in me? Then regulate your life the way I did. You know, if you, you know, Jesus, just to give you a picture of it, there were things that happened that uh, uh, Jesus had to regulate his life. He had to regulate. When, when, when uh, Mary came to him and started crying on, on his tears on his feet and wiping him with her hair and everything, you know, there was, there was the man part that thought, oh, she liked me. She want me. I know y'all laughing, but uh, we have people like you have to teach that. You know, I, I remember uh, uh, tell, telling Minister Tracy that one time, you know, because when we were working at Boys Town, like, uh, you know, if something got wrong with your computer, you called for the computer people and, you know, they'd tell you, oh, you need to do this, you need to do this, or, or we'll take care of it or something. If Tracy's computer broke, the computer man would come down to her office. I tell you, you need to quit grinning at these people, okay? Because if a man, you smile at him, right away he thinks, she want me. She want me, man. I don't know if that, you know, if that happened with every man, but I know me and every other man I've talked to have felt like that. I haven't talked to everybody, but mostly that's a male thing. Praise the Lord. Well, <laughs> well. You know, uh, 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 what God is trying to do is he's trying to get you to regulate your life the way that he did, Christ did. There were many situations where he had to regulate his life, where people told him things and did things that were just way off. I'm going to give you an example of one of those. But, but, but he, he, he regulated things. He conducted himself a certain way. God said, no, this is time now, saints, for us to start doing that. Praise the Lord. We need to stop contradicting him with our behavior. We need to stop doing that. See, that's an ugly script. You know, Titus 1.16, you don't want to think about that as a saint. You know, professing that you know God, but in your works you deny him being abominable and disobedient and unto every good work reprobate? No, God, not me. I go to church. Yeah, you. That's why I'm talking to you because you go to church. I classified you when I said they profess to know God. People that don't profess to know God, they ain't going to church. 
The Bible is talking to church folk. <laughs> Glory to God. The letters that were written to the churches were written to people that were born again. Glory to God. First John 1, 6 and 7 says, If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and we're not the truth. We're walking in uh, obscurity, shadiness, uncleanness. But, but, but if you're walking in the light, you, you have a good thing going. If you're walking in the light, because he's in the light. Now you're having fellowship with one another. Now his blood is cleansing you. We, we know that Jesus' intent is for us to imitate or do as he did. We know that. After he washed the disciples' feet, he said this in John 13, 15. He said, for I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. That's what he told the disciples. I give you an example. That I have done what, what you know, that, that, that I need you to do what I have done to you. You should do that. Praise the Lord. Now, I'm going to tell you this, and I don't want y'all to get mad at me because some of y'all came up in holiness churches, you understand, and, and, and this, is, this is one of those mistakes that the church make. It's not bad, but this example was not just having a foot washing service. That's not all he was talking about. Oh, we have a foot washing. That's what Jesus said. I want you to do as I did to you. Okay, but... <laughs> What he's talking about also is by humbling yourselves as though you're the lowest servant in the house. Because, you know, you had servants in your house. The one who washed your feet, the lowest servant in the house, was the one that came with the towel wrapped around his waist and brought the little pig, and he wiped, washed your feet. There might be somebody else cooking, but the lowest servant was the one that washed the feet of the guests that came. See, he said, I need you to humble yourself as though you're the lowest servant and serve one another. Care about washing your feet? You ain't in that time. You're not washing, walking in sandals in the sand. You got shoes and socks on. See, the question is: Are you fulfilling your role as Christ? He said, "No, I want you. I left you an example. I need you to fulfill your role as Christ." Do you really know him or are you unknowingly denying him? Which example of Christ are you following? Which example of Christ are we following? See, I, I, you know, uh, uh, I can say this to you all because we, we close. It ain't over when you got the Holy Ghost and got baptized. It ain't over. You just got born. And now, Christ is raising you. God is raising you into maturity. See, you get upset with one of your children if after they got to be 16 to 17, they start sucking their thumb and talking about, Mama, feed me, Mama. Like crying when they got hungry and stuff. You'd be mad at you. But what is wrong with you? What, are you have you lost your mind? You know. That was Camille going, have you lost your mind? 
one day Mimi was doing something, she was cutting up or something. Camille turned to her, Mimi said, no, I have not lost my mind. Before you say it, I didn't lose my mind, okay? Glory to God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But do you really know him? That's what, that's what, that's what uh, God's trying to do. I want you to know me. I'm trying to familiarize you with me. I'm making myself known unto you. I'm giving myself to you. I'm pouring myself out to you. So do you know him? Or are you unknowingly rejecting him or denying him? Are you doing things that deny Christ? We can know him. We can fulfill our role as Christ. Jesus gave us a formula, a diagram, a cheat sheet, if you will. In John chapter 15, verses 4 through 7, he says this, Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. In case you were wondering which was the vine and which was the branches, you, you're the branches. He's the vine. You can't do anything without him. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. But without me, you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire that they are burned. See, sometimes you have to be soft. Jesus was doing this. See, he, he's relying on, he's relying on them, you know, the spirit, his spirit to in, tell him what he's saying. If you don't abide in me, you're going to wind up in hell. No, he said it gently. He, he, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me start y'all off with this. I'm going to show you. I have a little story I want to tell you because I have a point I want to make. He said, I'm divine. You're the branches. Just like a tree or a vine and branches, the branches can't do anything unless they're hooked to the vine, unless they abide in the vine. Perchance, you don't abide in the vine, you're going to dry up and be a branch that gets collected and thrown in a fire. That, that, that's what's going to happen to you. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. So he says this, I have no, I have a formula for you. I have a diagram. I have this cheat sheet for you to go by. If you want to fulfill your role as Christ, I want you to abide in me. And guess what? I have a surprise for you. If you do it, you can ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. We're not done with just you obeying me. <laughs> you know, there's a, a song that I had, I had Mimi to sing one time. I found this song. I heard this song. I hear these songs sometimes. And I said, oh, yes. Oh, I want. And I, I downloaded the song. And I said, oh, Mimi, I want you to sing this song. I want you to sing this song. She sang it one time. She didn't like it that much as I did. It didn't affect her like it affected me. That happens sometimes. <laughs> you know, I was thrilled. And this was the part I was thrilled about. There's a part in the song, just this one part I'll never forget. Your love is my reward. That's part of the lyrics. 
Your love is my reward. Your love is my reward. That's my reward. Your love is my reward. Well, guess what? God said, thank you, but I have more for you. I have more for you. Ask me what you will. We'll do it. Lord, you don't, I'm, I'm so, I'm, I'm, I'm hurt, God. I'm, I'm sick. Oh, no. I, I got you. I can take care of that. I can take care of that. You know, like right now, we have people here who have, you had cancer. God overcame that. You've had all kind of sickness and disease. You had things where the doctors were talking about, we're going to have to cut this. And, and you didn't want it cut. So God said, okay, we won't have it cut. We have people that have gone through different things where the doctors didn't know what was wrong with you. And God came in and said, okay, it's, that's enough time. I just wanted her to rest a little bit. Okay, let's go send her home now. She's better. What, what do you mean she's better? Did you find out what was wrong with her? No, we don't know what was wrong with you, but it's not wrong with you anymore. So go home. People who've had all kinds of sickness, illness, heart attacks, all this kind of stuff. No, God said, no, I, I, I'm, it's not time. I got you. I got you. And here's the dreadful part of it is we have people that walk away from that. Walk away. I, I'm done with I, I don't want that. I'm going to try it on my own. Glory to God. But here's what God is telling you. No, if you could just stay with me. If you could know me and walk as I walked. You, you guys made it. Nothing can stop you. Nothing. No sickness, no illness, no trouble, no rules or guidelines by your job or your city or your country or anything can stop you. I, I, I'm God. Glory to God. First Peter chapter 2, verses 19 through 21 says, this is uh, uh, thankworthy. If a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully, for what glory is it if when ye be buffeted for your faults, you shall take it patiently? But if when you do well and suffer for it, you take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. For even hereunto what you, were, were you called because... Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow his steps. That we should follow his steps. This is again, God said, no, I want you to follow my steps. You should follow my steps. I'm not just sending you out there, you know, like, like you do with your children. You, you know, like every parent has, has probably said this to their children. And you probably said to your children after that, oh, I just want you to have a better life than I had. I want you to have it better than I did. See, see, you're trying to get your children to follow and do what you did, but even more. I want you to be better. I want you to do this. But, but by and large, I want you to follow my, I don't want you to run around doing what your neighbor doing, what the neighbors are doing. I want you doing what I'm doing. You, you go to school acting crazy that people think you have no home training. You didn't get that from me. 
Glory to God. But he, he, this, this is one of those things where God, he's giving you a step to follow. He's showing you an example. The Bible says that Christ suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. This is what he's teaching you to do. He says this, look, uh, 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 this is thankworthy. If conscious toward God, you endure uh, grief and suffering wrongfully. He could have stopped there, but he made it specific. He, he explained it to you. What he's telling you is this, is that if for conscious toward God, you endure grief, suffering wrongfully. Somebody comes up and accuse you of something and do something to you, and oh, but you shouldn't have done that to me. I'm not the person. I didn't do anything. If you, if you, if you suffer that, just because God, you don't go get a board or something and beat him in the head, retaliate, or cuss them out and tell them how ignorant they are. Why are you coming up on me? You know, and all that kind of stuff. But if you, if you, if you can, because you're conscious for God, because I represent Jesus. Okay, that's what you want to do. Go ahead. He said, now he explains it. For what glory is it if when you're buffeted, by the way, buffeted means to be wrapped with a fist, blow or struck with a hand. Somebody come and pop you side the head. He, he's referring probably to the time when you had servant slaves. He, he, but, but, or punished for your faults. Your faults, that means a sin. That's a sin. If you take it patiently, no big deal. That's not a big deal. You're simply uh, are accepting what you deserve. You did something to cause that. Now, don't get this twisted. Don't think that you're supposed to go around saying people think that's what they, they got what they deserve. That's not, no, no, no. He's not telling you how to act towards others. He's telling you how to act yourself. <laughs> we're, not, we're, not, we're not going around telling them, no, that's what they get. See, I knew something was going to Let me tell you why that's important. Because a lot of saints are sitting around where some other saint has done something wrong or did something evil, and they plan like they don't know that it was wrong or evil. And you're waiting and hoping that something happens to them so you could get the satisfaction of saying, see, told that's what they deserve. You need to take grace out of your vocabulary. You need to take mercy out of your vocabulary. All the things that Jesus wants you to imitate in him. He's saying, he's talking about your behavior now. If something happened where you are punished or, 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 or for your faults and you take it patiently, then that's not a big deal. But if when you're doing well and you experience pain or suffer for it, now this is gratifying to God. Now you did something. Now God takes notice that hey, that's my child. <laughs> See? Here's why. Because you were called to have the ability to stand in situations like this. That's what the Bible says. He says, if you take it for even hereunto were you called. Because Christ also suffered. 
for us. Nobody has a better example of being suffered or buffeted or punished or punched in the face, hit with the fist, than Christ for something he did not deserve. I didn't have any faults or sin. He, he gave you an example. And you should follow in his steps. That means that in your Christian life, born again believer, you, you, you might run into some situations where people are doing something wrong to you and, and, and God didn't stop them. They're doing something wrong to you that you didn't deserve. And he didn't stop them because it's gratifying to him if you can imitate Christ. I just want to see if you could be like me. I just want you to walk as I walk. I just want you to follow in my steps. Glory to God. Isn't that something? Glory to God. Ever so often in history, ever so often during the history of the church, after the big compromise, you know the big compromise is when you know, they, they came out, he said, no, we don't want to hurt you Christians. We want you to be a part of us. Come on, we're going to have a universal church. Come on out the caves. We're not going to hurt you anymore. And we took all the, oh gosh, we have these things that we do. And we'll just make them a holiday with your religious things that you like. And we'll have one big universal church. The Catholic Church. And this is how it's going to be. Now, after that time, the church has received deeper revelation, bring us closer to perfection, closer to the spiritual truth. If you know church history, you know that one day uh, Martin Luther came out of the uh, Catholic church, understanding that the just shall live by faith. So crawling upstairs on your knees and whipping yourself, that's not earning you anything. So now we have a Lutheran church. And then later on, another denomination formed on some truth, some true revelation that God gave. The problem was you just didn't go any further. You just stopped with that and said, no, God told me this. I'm sticking with this. He got some other stuff to tell you. We want to be a people who don't stop him. As God continues to tell you and teach you things, he's bringing you closer and closer to spiritual truth. I think it's time, church, that we now follow his steps to abide in him and his words in us, to walk more in the light, to begin to walk as he walked. We've been getting away with some stuff. Born again, believe we've been getting away with some stuff at different levels, you know. Some of us start. As we get out of our car in the parking lot of the church, we start walking as he walked. <laughs> Hi, brother. Oh, praise God. However, when you get into your car and pull out of the parking lot, you start walking like you walk. <laughs> A whole different walk. It ain't like Jesus no more. 
Like, you don't offend me. You don't mess with me. You don't do this. You don't do that. You don't, you got your whole list of commandments of your own. And you live by them. Until Sunday morning. Wednesday evening. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But God said, no, it's time now. And don't, do you understand this? Because you know in your own life, your own personal life, you're the church. And God took you from being born again one day and still being prideful and not understanding the truth about salvation or anything. All you did was you let yourself go one time and that amount of faith brought you into the church. And God wants you now walk in that. But you're not the same person that you were when you were born again. And some of you have had things in your life where you took off on something. No, this is my ministry, God. I'm doing this. And then one day God told you in a dream or somewhere. No, that's not it. There's something wrong with it. No, don't be upset. You needed this experience to be what I want you to be now. That wasn't a failure. That was an experience. That's what I told God, man, when I became a pastor. Oh, my goodness. I was so upset. I said, you know, the revelation came to me. Well, you know, God always knew you were going to be a pastor. And I thought, my God, you knew, look at all the time I wasted. Look at all the stuff I did. He didn't tell me you're going to do some more stuff even now. You know? <laughs> then I'm going to have to correct. Glory. Handayadaboboshi. But, 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 you know, it's time now. He's bringing us to the point now where if nobody else, us, he wants us to walk even as he walked. I want you to walk in more light. I, I, I'm, bringing, I'm giving you more light to walk in. I want you to abide in me and my words to abide, to stay, to endure in you. Glory to God. You're familiar with the account of Jesus going into the temple and turning over the tables and dumping over the money changers money and scattering the animals and the doves and all. You remember that one, right? Uh, let, me, let me just say this before we go on, that Jesus was not out of control. He knew exactly what he was doing. He had purpose for it. Praise the Lord. Uh, uh, you know, because a lot of people say, yeah, see, even Jesus lost his temper. No, he did not. He did not lose his temper. You know, that's like, you know, like when you have children, you understand, and your children do something crazy, and you just tell them, Come on, what is wrong with you? You lost your mind? Boy, you don't know what I do to you? Something, something, something like that. And then you go back and tell your spouse, that child is crazy. Man, boy, I'm going to go crazy. Well, you, you weren't going to kill the boy. You just wanted him to think you was going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just trying to put some fear in you, you know. And, and let me tell you, I can talk about him because he's not here right now, Mike. One day I told Mike, I told him, I said, boy, you, boy, you, I will, I will beat all the skin off your butt. And he was looking at me like this when I was, you know, my, like, and when I said beat all the skin off your butt, he went, <laughs> laughed in my face. Oh, bro, you had me for a minute there. 
<laughs> you had me for a minute there. You know. Now you're talking crazy, okay. Okay, but I get it, Dad. Okay, I, I'm cool, you know. But no, Jesus was not out of control. He was doing what he, what he needed to do. John chapter 2, verses 16 and 17 said, And he said unto them <coughs> uh, uh, that sold doves, Take these things hence, make not my father's house a house of merchandise. This is not a marketplace. Now, I tell you again, for some of our holiness churches, you can't sell anything at church. That's what they say. Can't sell anything at church. Because Jesus said, you're making my father's house a house of merchandise. Okay? Well, even if that's what he meant to them, that's not what he meant to you. I'll tell you why. But he said this. <clears throat> he said this. And his disciples remembered that it was written, the zeal of thine house hath eaten me up. That's what came to their mind. Wow. Something David wrote generations ago. And they understood this is what's happening right now. This is what's happening. His disciples remembered this written in the Holy Scriptures. Zeal, the fervor of love for your house will eat me up. I, I, I'll be consumed with jealousy for the honor of your house. See, uh, uh, that it ate him up, he was absorbed. It absorbed him. Or it engaged his entire attention and affection. It has surpassed all other feelings. So that it could be said that one of the great absorbing affection and desires of his mind was the, the house of God. Okay, so just so you can get a little shout on before I finish. He talking about you. <laughs> the temple of God is in you now it's not some house or something that you built it's you you are the temple of the living God so his, he, he's consumed with it he, he's thinking about it see here's an example set for ministers and for, for all Christians in Jesus this was the great commanding sentiment of his life. In us, it should be also. This manifestation of his zeal, he began and ended his ministry with this. Started ministry, no. We should begin and end our lives like that. I'm concerned about the sanctity of God's house, which is in me. I, I, I talked about this one time we were in Ghana. I, I was preaching about this. I don't know how this came about, but it was part of the message. And, and I was telling them, I said, you know, uh, 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 you know we'll, we'll talk about it tonight a little bit more. But, but I said, you know, if you read in Mark, Jesus took these, he found some cords on the ground. He wound them up, made them a nice little thing. And went in there and started whipping the animals, running things out. I said, what God is doing, what he was doing is he's turning over tables in you. 
He's turning over the tables in your life. He's trying to get you to be righteous and holy and to be a, a place of worship for God. But, but he, his disciples, did, did, when, they, when they, they remembered this passage of scripture, uh, 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 you know, th that was in, in the Bible that was written in Psalms, uh, uh, in Psalm 69 and 9, it says, For the zeal of thine house hath eaten me up. So his, all of this desire, his urging, everything about this has eaten him up for the house of God. I want this, this got to be right. It's got to be right. And, and, you know, some people today, they, they don't feel like that. They don't feel that way. But God wants you now. I don't need you to be like me. I, Christ, I need you to follow after what I did. I, I need you to follow my steps. I want you to walk as I walk. I need you to do what I did. So this is part of it. But, but, but <laughs> see, uh, uh, um, when he, and then he added this in the scripture in, in Psalm, after he said, for the zeal of thine house has eaten me up, he said, and the reproaches of them that reproach thee are fallen upon me. In other words, the defamation, the misrepresentation, the disapproval, the harsh speak, speeches of the wicked uh, who abuse the law and the government of God, all of that stuff, that's fallen on me. You know how there's people out there denying the, the word of God or denying God. They're, they're preaching and speaking things. We were uh, uh, we were down at the uh, Cambria uh, uh, Hotel uh, this week uh, having a little staycation. And, and on, the, on the TV, they had a station that played this uh, religious programming. And a man was standing in front of his church. And he was saying to them, uh, uh, I caught part of it. But they were repeating what he said. And I believe in Christ, yes. And I defy, uh, deny the devil. I deny the devil. And something, something. And I accept you, Lord, as my Savior. I accept you, Lord, as my Savior. And something, 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 and whatever. And he said, and according to the scriptures, uh, now you are cleansed, you are washed, you are written, you are something, you are born again, you are now saved. And if you are saved, Lord, can I say? And I thought, oh my goodness. That is crazy. But the people were believing it. They were happy. With your behavior, with your words, you're denying the very God that you're talking about. You know you're denying him. Well, that misrepresentation, that defamation, that falls on us. Hello? That's what Jesus was talking about when, 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 when he wrote this psalm, when, when, when uh, uh, Paul, David wrote this psalm, he said, the reproaches of them that reproach thee have fallen on me. So all this mess, all this ugly stuff, everything that reproaches God, that comes against God, that stands against him, everything that's a reproach to him, a contempt. Well, we have to do that now. See, in other words, Christ is willing to suffer reproach and contempt in order to do good for others. He endured defamation and contempt all his life from those who by their lips 
and their lives defamed and misrepresented God. So uh, 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 every time you hear somebody telling a, a, a lying message, Jesus said, no, we, I got to deal with that. that that's, that's come on me. See, I have a question. If we say we abide in him, we profess that we know him, we say that we have fellowship with him, and Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example. If we say we believe all this stuff, that we should follow his steps. Has the zeal of God's house absorbed us? Has it engaged our attention and affection? Do you even care? Some people sit in church like this. Yeah, we saw you. But it's not just the fact that you're sitting in church like that. It's that you, the temple of God, are like that. See, that's the part he wants to fix. That's the part that's a problem. Has the misrepresentation, defamation of those that misrepresent and defame God fallen on us to take, not to take it, to suffer and to rectify? And we got to fix it. What else does Jesus do that we should be doing? See, that's the question that, okay, God, what else should we be doing? What else should we be doing? Now, don't make anything up. Don't make up anything. No, let him tell you. What, what, what else, Lord? What, what do I know? God's going to direct you to the scripture that tells you and shows you, just like we have today. Here, here's what you should be doing. I said this. I left you an example that you should follow me and do what I did to you. That's what you should do to each other. In other words, you need to be humble amongst each other. I want you walking around there playing like you better than somebody. You, you this or you that. No, you're just a saint. You're just another born-again believer. And you should be ministering to one another, loving one another, helping one another. Fellowship with one another. No, what else is there that Christ did that we ought to be doing? Because it's clear that we should be walking as he walked. We should be uh, uh, regulating our life or conducting ourselves as he did. We should be walking at large, deporting ourselves, how we act and conduct ourselves. That's what we should be, the way Christ did. When people tried to do things to him, to harm him or to defame him, you know, he didn't say, you know, like James and John said one time, hey, I tell you what we need to do, Lord. Come on, you God, bring fire down from heaven and burn him out. Kill him. There's a show that comes on television. I never saw it, but it's, it's some show that comes on and it's about Christ and everything, about his life and everything. And the director of it, he uses humor and stuff sometimes in it. And they have a scene where James and John was telling him 
to bring down fire from heaven and all that kind of stuff. And Jesus looked at him in, in the show. And Jesus looked at him and said, so let me get this straight. You want me to bring fire down from heaven and kill them? See, that's not what he did. That's not what he did. See, these are things that, that we have to think about. There's a concept here that God is trying to get us to understand and to do. Because if you're going to walk as I walk, you have to understand what I did. You have to know me. You have to know me. Know and walk. The scripture says, hereby we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He that saith I know him and keepeth not his commandments is a lie and the truth is not in it. You don't know me. You said you know me, but you're not doing the things that I asked you to do. See, if you knew me, then you would understand that nothing can harm you. Nothing can hurt you. I'm not going to let anything happen to you. You don't have to worry about getting back at people or retaliating and all that kind of stuff. I'm going to get you. you know, and they, they're talking about you. They're saying this kind of stuff. You don't have to talk about them. Like you, I don't care. You can talk about me. Do whatever you want to do. That's between you and God. I belong to him. You're not doing anything to me. I don't have an issue with it. Except I want to pray for you. Because the Bible says, if you hurt one of my little ones, trouble. Trouble for you. See, see, look, I'm telling you, I watch people go out of business that offended us, the church. That started long before. I was just a brand new Christian working, first job I had after I was saved. God shut a man down. You came out there and talked rude to uh, Michael? One of my children, the boy ain't been saved but a year. You, your, your business is done. Same thing happened to a man up here on Maple Street. You, what? You try to rip them off to fix the brakes and cut you? What? And now you're acting like you're a Christian too? Oh, you out of business. You don't have to do anything. You, you, you know that scripture. Here's one of the scriptures y'all like. The battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. <laughs> yeah. No, that's it. Every battle is his. Glory to God. Somebody, somebody wants to know him. Somebody here wants to know him. You want to know him better. See, uh, we will pray with you. Let me show you. Let me share something with you. Uh, uh, there is something about us praying with you, and for because the Bible tells us that if there's any sick among you, um, you know, God pray with you and all that kind of stuff. But what really makes the difference is that if you're willing to, by faith, step forward and say, "God, I want to be healed. Do this, do this for me, Lord. I need this. Do this." See, the power is not in the altar call. The power is in you. You, you came. You said, Lord, take me. That's what you did when you received the Holy Ghost. It's one of those things where you just say, okay, God, I don't care what it is, what happens, what anybody says, sees, or whatever. 
I'm giving myself to you. That, that's what it's about. Somebody wants to know him. Come on, we'll pray with you. Somebody wants to walk as he walked. Come on. Somebody wants to follow his steps. God, I want to follow your steps. I remember praying that one time. God, I just want to be more like you. God, I just want to do something. I said some things you know, like that. And then God had to remind me, okay, that's what you said you wanted now. Oh, God, give me patience, Lord. Okay. People are going to be in your face doing crazy stuff. You have to act like me. You said you wanted patience. Come on, God, I want to follow your steps. Somebody is zealous for the Lord's house. I want that kind of zeal, Lord. I want to be like this, Jesus. I want to be what your word says. Thank you, Lord, for raising me. Thank you for maturing me, God. Thank you for bringing me to the point where I can say, Lord, I'm no longer proud. I'm humble. Glory to God. Father, right now, in your name, in the, in the precious name of Jesus, Lord, you, 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 you do with us, O oh God, what you will. We submit ourselves to you. We give ourselves to you whole and complete. Lord, you didn't hold back when you were providing salvation for us. When you said in the garden, not, not as I will, but as you will, Father. Lord, we say that today. Come on. We're conducting ourselves like Jesus. We're regulating our life like him. Not what we will, Lord, but what you say. Take me, Lord. Take me. Come on. Lord, I, I still have some time, some things I need. I need to grow, God. I need to mature. I need to be more like you. I need to walk as you walk. I need to follow your steps, Jesus. Hallelujah. I, 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 there are people on television, people in movies, God, that I'm trying to be like them when I ought to be trying to be like you. I'm trying to give an impression that I'm cool like this one or that I dress like this one or I'm like this one in so many ways. But God, I should be trying to be like you, whole and complete. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, abide in me and I in you. Ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. In Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Woo! I feel the warmth and the power of the Holy Ghost. My God. Uh, oh, you didn't come here for show. You came here for Jesus. Come on. Come on. He's maturing you. 
He's maturing you. Yes, Lord. Oh, my God, my God, my God, my God. Come on. There's something you need. God said, ask me for it right now, and you can have it. Come on, something you need, and you can have it right now. Jesus name in Jesus name hallelujah hallelujah come on church will you praise him come on come on I want to make the atmosphere right for a miracle come on it doesn't matter you need a miracle come on God perform miracles hallelujah hallelujah yes Lord Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come on. Your miracle is coming right now. Come on. God's about to give you a miracle. Hallelujah. 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 I receive it, Lord. I thank you for it, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Glory to God. Come on, anybody else? Come on, God wants to do something. He's not done. God wants to do something with you. I want to walk like you walk, Jesus. I, I want people to know that God is in me. My Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. Jesus. Come on, you can have everything. Come on, God has a plan for your life. Don't you mess it up. Come on, he's speaking to you. He's speaking to you. Don't deny him. Don't deny him. Come on, he's telling you something. Come on, he has more for you. Come on, church. Yes. 
Come on, he's your God. It's personal. He's your God. Come on. I'm tired of being a troubled child, Lord. I, I want to be upright before you. I want you to say of me, this is my child and doing well, please. I want to walk as he walked. Glory to God. Yes. Come on, let him have it. Let him have it. Let him have it. Come on. Yes. Yes. In the name of evil shot. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Glory to God. Come on, church. He dwells in the praises. Come on, he dwells in your praises. Yes, Lord. Come on, know him, know him, know him, know him. I want to get to know you better, Lord. I want to walk as you walk. I want to follow your steps. I want to follow your example. That's what your word says. These are your commandments. These are your commandments. If we say we know you and we don't follow your commandments, the word says we're a liar and the truth is not in us. You commanded us, oh God, to walk as you walk. To follow your steps. Glory to God. Jesus. Wonderful Savior. Precious Lord. Yes. 
Come on, he's not done. He's not done. Come on, God's trying to make another step. He's trying to take you another step. It's a new step. Tonight we're going to talk about transformation. Come on, don't miss it. Don't, don't miss it. Come on, get the second half of what he has to say to you. Come on, and going into the new year, come on, be transformed. Come on. Bless his name, bless his name.
today. Our service times are listening to the bulletin. Please remember to pray for the lost, the sick, the backslidden, for our fellowship, and all of our associated churches. If you have any prayer needs, please text or call Minister Camille Moten. Our number is listening to the bulletin. We will have our watch night service tonight starting at 10 p.m. instead of 7 p.m. We will worship into the new year. We will serve finger foods, beverages, and small desserts following service, so please invite friends, family, and those that you've been witnessing to. Sister Porter needs a head count today of parents and children who will be attending Pizza, pizza Day on Friday, January 5th at Amazing Pizza Machine. They will add you to the guest list, and if they will add you to the guest list and will not allow anyone to enter in that's not on the list. Uh, Women's Chat will meet Saturday, January 20th. The topic will be the Book of Esther 1 through 5. So read up, mark the date, and they hope to see you there. For more information, if you're interested in joining the group, please talk with Minister Camille Moten. And if you're free anytime between noon and 1 p.m. on Wednesdays, come and agree in prayer, even if you can only stay 10 to 15 minutes. Are there any other announcements? Praise the Lord, you're dismissed in Jesus' name.